Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Praise God and welcome back to Kingsgate Church. We love you guys so much. Well done, worship team. Thanks for helping and leading us into God's presence today. That was wonderful. I just love all of you in this house. Go ahead and be seated. And those joining us on Facebook Live today, I want to handle a couple of things before I get into the Word. Some general housekeeping, some pastors have called it. But number one, first and foremost, Dad has never minded anybody knowing his age ever. He may tell you he feels like 30, and he doesn't look much older than 30. But Dad is 72 today. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Praise God. Happy birthday, Dad, on Palm Sunday. This was the Sunday that they laid palms, palm leaves in the, in the street and said, Glory to God in the highest. Hosanna. Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Leading up to, the, to Easter week and the crucifixion and the resurrection. But, Dad, we love you. I almost said Merry Christmas. Those words actually came to, Dad, we love you. God bless you. Happy birthday. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I was thinking about the life of Jesus, I guess. So the title of this new series is, What's Love Got to Do With It? Oh, yes. Somebody say, man, I'm old enough to remember that song from the 80s. So am I. And that song really proves my point because people say, I remember the lyrics in the song, What's Love Got to Do With It? And it talks about love being a secondhand emotion. What? The problem with that is the love I'm going to talk to you about this morning is the love of God. And it's not just an emotion. We feel emotional. We engage our emotions in worship, right? We engage our emotions when we love the people we love. But how many of you know human love at its best is imperfect? Human love at its best is a little selfish. Human love at its best is a little funky sometimes. And based on that, before I get into the new series, What's Love Got to Do With It? I want to address some things. God really laid this on my heart. Friday I was sitting at our kitchen counter and I was, I was writing out some notes for this sermon. And I began to think, and, and the, the Lord began to speak to me. And I felt really led to say this for those on Facebook Live and those in the house. And whoever ends up hearing this, I need to get some stuff off my chest. And like the Apostle Paul said, I believe it was Galatians 6, 17, he said, don't trouble me with this anymore. And here's what I have to say. And that is, there's a lot of talk out there among non-believers and believers alike. And so here's what I say to them. Number one, if you're going to make a commentary about pastors or people going to church, number one, my question is, are you a believer or are you a pastor? That's, that's for whoever's listening to this. And if they say, I'm not a believer, then my quick answer to you is hush, hush. You say, I'm not a pastor, I give you the triple hush. Because people don't know what we're going through right now as pastors. I'm not walking around afraid, I'm not. God's grace is on me. But I'm going to tell you right now, there's a certain amount of pressure that goes with pastoring anyway. There's a certain amount of pressure. Some of you say, there's no pressure. No, there is, even when you're the only believer out of 50 people at your job. There is. Say, man, they're checking you out. They're watching you. Now, Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light because he's the older ox. He's the wiser ox. And when he's pulling that thing, he's carrying most of the weight. You're with him. You're yoked up. You're pulling your load. You're carrying your cross. But Jesus is doing most of the work. All right? We can back that up scripturally and historically and archaeologically. But here's what I say is we don't know what people are going through. And God started dealing with me right off several weeks ago. They say, well, it's black and white. Well, your beliefs are, and your faith 
is. But at the same time, I can't talk about a, a pastor in Montana or Africa who's either having a service or not. I don't know what God has spoken to them. I don't know their personal convictions, beliefs. And in the United States of America, we don't know all of the mandates from state to state. People are quick to go, why are they, why are they open or why are they closed? And they don't know what's going on. So my message to folks that are struggling with all that is walk in love. This message is about love. And you walk in love. You do what you're comfortable with right now. All right? You do what gives you peace. I'm not out pressuring people to come to church. I'm not out pressuring people to come to, to, and join us on Facebook Live. But how many of you know that people need hope? We need hope in this house all the time, don't we? And how you receive hope, that's between you and God. You go back to the Word, you pray, you, you go to an online preaching or a teaching or a pre-recorded message, or you show up at church where churches are still exempt. And once again, I say hush to any mouths that would say otherwise because they don't know. They don't know what everybody's going through. I don't know exactly what you're going through. There are those that are saying, I feel more comfortable at my house. Well, I say hush to those with, that would speak otherwise and scoff at that. Because I've heard people, even believers, oh, well, they're, they're at their house. Well, let them be. You don't know their situation. You don't know their health either. So here we are today gathered in the name of Jesus. And I'm not going to be troubled with this anymore. Because I had to get some things off my chest. And, and here's the deal. We do not know what pastors are going through. I speak as a pastor. There's folks that are in the heat of battle. They are. They're being pressured. They're being told, close down, open up. Man, he closed. He's a sissy. He opened. He's a punk. Man, we don't know. We don't know. But we do. We are called as believers. See, non-believers, they can't even relate to any of this. So I say, go back to whatever they were doing, and God's going to save them in this crisis. But... As believers, we're called to walk in love, okay? So are you with me? We're going to walk in love. We don't understand everything. And, hey, this puts a strain on people. People who say, this hasn't, this hasn't, this hasn't pushed my buttons at all. You lie. You lie. Always oh, put a strain on you in some way, even if you're walking in faith, because there's moments where you go, is this real? Is this, am I quarantined? No, you left the house this morning. You just, you wiped out the quarantine. Right? And others are like, I am quarantined. Day seven, you've been leaving the house every day. So quarantine, look that up in the dictionary, please. And I'll not be troubled with this anymore. We need to be walking in love. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13. Look at the power of the word of God through the apostle Paul here. Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Are there a lot of lies out there right now? Oh, man. You say, no, but I saw it on the news. The news has gotten some stuff wrong, even in New Mexico. They've said some stuff that was flat out wrong. Say, did they lie? Well, they omitted or whatever. Even, even major news outlets in the United States right now have gotten information incorrect. You need to go back to the word. Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. And do everything with love. Speak the truth in love. You don't have to hurt anybody's feelings, but let's get it out there. Let's be blunt about some stuff and say, man, you know, because you know how it is. Even as believers, many times people want to push us in a corner and say, don't talk. Oh, no, everybody worships their own God however they believe, but just don't mention Jesus or heaven and hell. You can mention heaven, but not hell. What? Jesus talked about hell a lot. 
And it's amazing when people do talk about Jesus many times, they're like, well, here's what he said. And I'm like, uh-huh, you never read your Bible. That's not the Jesus I serve. Gandhi said that. Or, or, or somebody else. I don't know who. Or some famous person. Remember, we got to do everything with love. Speak the truth in love. You don't have to be hurtful about it. And there's times, yeah, there's going to be people running their mouths, and you're going to just have to be quiet about that. I've had to bite my tongue so many times through this. And I, oh, oh. I got to just bite my tongue. Our job is to walk in love. Let's start again at the beginning of that, 1613. Let's read through that again. Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. And do everything with love. Now, let's get into the meat of this this morning. Many of you are like, I, I, wrote, a, I wrote this out for my husband or wife or boyfriend or girlfriend. I gave them a plaque. It had 1 Corinthians 13 on it. I've heard of that before. Yeah, but we're going to go through it again this morning. And we're going to go through it in the Amplified Version. And here's what's powerful about this chapter. And that is, you look in the Greek, and it's agape love. Different forms of that word agape. And agape love is God's love. And you can, people look in Scripture and say, well, God's a jealous God, though. Yeah, because yeah, God says, you're going to serve me as your God, then I need to be the only one. Is that so wrong? Husbands and wives, listening to the sound of my voice, relate, right? A wife says, yeah, I've got you as a husband. I will be the only one. Is that weird? No. Uh-uh. uh-uh. But we can walk in love as we do it. Sometimes we as humans say, I'll be the only one, and what were you doing, and where were you, and what happened, and why, and what, hey, I understand trust has to be built and gained and different stuff, but man, when you're walking in love, you're not jealous that way. The human jealousy leads to problems. (laughs) We've seen that, right, as humans? Human jealousy leads to fights. So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, amplified version. This is talking about God's love, when you walk in God's love, because there's different kinds of love, and we may even discuss that one Sunday in the midst of this series. But God's love is this. Look at how he begins this chapter. If I can speak in the tongues of men and even of angels, I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, man, I'm speaking in tongues, but have not love that reasoning, intentional, Spiritual devotion, such as is inspired by God's love for and in us. Wow, that's good. I'm only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. You ever been around someone and they were just noise? I'm pretty loud, but there's some people that are talking and I'm like, all of that you just said, I just lost years of education with what you just said. Was that on that movie, stupid movie with Adam Sandler? Was it Happy Gilmore? Is that the one where he went through grades? Does anybody remember that movie? Which is a movie where he went through, he had to go through all of 12 grades? It was Billy Madison. Thank you. I knew somebody knew. He had to go back to school and go through all these grades. And in one of his grades, he gave an answer to a question that was so stupid, the teacher said, thank you, I think we're all dumber now. And there's a lot of that. A lot of people are just noisy gongs or claim. There are a lot of noise, but it's no love. And if I have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose of God, and understand all the secret truths and mysteries and possess all knowledge, and if I have sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains but have not love, God's love in me. Someone say God's love. I what? I am nothing. A useless nobody. I didn't write that. Don't be mad at me. Let's keep going. 
Even if I dole out all that I have to the poor in providing food, and if I surrender my body to be, what, burned, or in order that I may glory but have not love, God's love in me, I gain nothing. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious or, nor boils over with jealousy, is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly. God's still working on my manners, but I'm not intentionally rude ever. Okay. And does not act unbecomingly. That's the map footnote right there. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. I love that. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a what? To a suffered wrong. Hmm. Hmm. That's easier said than done sometimes, isn't it? It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Amen. Somebody say amen in this house. Let's keep going. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, never fades out, or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. Love never goes out of fashion. As for prophecy, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, it will be fulfilled and pass away. As for tongues, they will be destroyed and cease at some point. You think you're going to have to be speaking in tongues in heaven? No. As for knowledge, it will pass away. It will lose its value and be superseded by truth. Hmm. For our knowledge is fragmentary, incomplete and imperfect. And our prophecy, our teaching is what? Fragmentary, incomplete and imperfect. But when the complete and perfect total comes, the incomplete and imperfect will vanish away. It will become antiquated, void, and superseded. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. Now that I've become a man or a woman, I'm done with childish ways and I've put them aside. For now we are looking in a mirror that gives only a dim, blurred reflection of reality, as in a riddle or enigma. But then when perfection comes, we shall see in reality and face to face. The apostle goes on to say here, now I know in part, imperfectly, but then I shall know and understand fully and clearly, even in the same manner as I have been fully and clearly known and understood by God. And so faith, hope, love, they abide. They remain. Faith is conviction and belief respecting man's relation to God and divine what? Things. Hope, joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation. Love, true affection for God and man, growing out of God's love for and in us. These three, faith, hope, and love, those are the things that abide. They remain. These three. But the greatest of these is what? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to beat people over the head with my faith. I'm going to love them. We need, to, we need to, through this season, we need to ask God to give us wisdom how to treat people. Because Jesus, Jesus said, he said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It's amazing sometimes when we go through a tough time. And I may not be speaking to anybody in here on Facebook Live. 
But it's amazing when we go through a tough time how the rules change. We say these are a set of rules for me, but these are a set of rules for what everybody else needs to be doing. Have you ever noticed that? We have to be careful with that. Even in regular life, that happens sometimes. We judge ourselves according to a certain standard and give ourselves grace, but we don't give nobody else grace. It can't be like that. Give yourself some grace and some patience there, but have mercy on other people as well. That's what love is. Love is merciful. We don't know what people are going through right now and how they're being pressed and the things that are happening. So let's get into some points this morning, and I think you're going to like this. True love, God's love, number one, does what? God's love. God's love believes. When you're walking in love, man, you believe. You believe God. And, and, and I, I know this has been said. It's been said many times. And there are certain things you believe or you don't. I know, but man, this season is really messing with me because I recall that scripture, and I've quoted for years in here. The one who told Jesus said, I believe, but Lord, help my unbelief. That seems like a contradiction. What? Well, yeah, you want to believe. Part of you believes, and then sometimes, though, that mind of ours, it says, yeah, but. I know what God said, man, and he's been good. He has a track record, but man, I'm telling you right now, hey, that's normal, but you walk in love, and Scripture says the path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter and brighter under the perfect day. You work on your faith every day. What better time to practice faith than through a crisis? What better time to practice faith when it's not popular? Oh, man, all you Christians going to church. Oh, man, all you Christians staying home. Oh, man, you know, there's opinions out there. We should just shut down everything. These are not my opinions. But, I mean, you hear all this stuff. Let's just walk in love. As believers, see, you got to remember. Is it 2 Chronicles 7, 14? It says, if my people, my people, that verse never said, if the world if the wicked, if the pagan, if the, the, the wacky and the wild who don't believe in God and don't love his word. No, it says, if my people who are called by my name, if my people who are called by my name, you say, you're called a Christian, you're called a believer, you're called someone, a follower of Jesus. Yeah, you're called by his, his name. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sins, and I will restore their land. My call today is to walk in love, but many times to walk in love, we need to repent. Say, man, oh, is this a condemning message? Oh, heavens, no. I check my heart daily. I come... I come into this house of God and I pray here with my wife and we meet with dad here and others show up as well at times. But I come and I check my heart. And when I leave this place, I check my heart. I say, God, check my heart. Explore my heart. Shine a light in there. Work on me. I'm sorry if I've done anything that offended you or others. I need to check my heart through the situation. So do you. This isn't one of those messages of repent, you generation of vipers. No, <laughs> it's not right now for me personally. Maybe somebody else is saying that. Hey, that's between them, them and God. Praise God. Maybe someone needs to hear that. But my message right now is real simple. It's repent. Three steps. Repent, love God, and love others. We need a simple message right now. 
Don't let it get too sticky on, on social media. Don't let it get too sticky in the news. Yeah, it's this, and you got to do this. But if you don't do that, and the face mask, but then the, the, that, and the, the other one, and then, oh, man, you got to simplify. you got to simplify. Begin to quiet down some of the noise. Put stuff away. God's led me to do that over and over and over again. Scripture never said, as many as are led by CNN and Fox and MSNBC, those are the children of God. Nuh-uh. It said, as many as are led by the Spirit of God. Led by the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God will never lead you into fear. Scripture says, He will lead us into all truth, perfect truth. So, having said that, the Spirit of God will always lead you toward the Word. Scripture says He will remind us of the words that Jesus said. He will bring to memory the Word of God. So He will always lead us to believe God. And He will always lead us to believe the best of others. People jump to conclusions so quick. They put a rumor up so fast on Facebook and in good font. I mean, I'm impressed. I'm like, they took time to get that. They, and they thought it was real. Somebody, some people were just doing social experiments, I think. Let me put a lie. Let's see where it goes. Come on, put it out there. I don't know. But sometimes, and I said, man, the font is clean. The background is clean. And it's a big lie. They're pulling people over between here and, you know, I mean, come on, man. People are going through enough. Man, they're going door to door. No, they're not. They're not. Right now, man, even the Jehovah's Witnesses are emailing. Knock, knock, e emails, somebody said. Everybody's having to have social distance. So if you get an email that says knock, knock, open it if you want, open it if you don't, you know, whatever. It could be a sales ploy. It could be anything. It could be from anybody. But come on, man. Let's get back to truth. Let's get back to loving God and loving people through this. It's the perfect time to do it. One guy said, I like this. And it was a Hollywood movie. But a guy was playing God. And he was God in the movie. And he said, do you think when you ask me for patience, I give you patience or I give you the opportunity to be patient? I like that. Y'all know which movie I'm talking about. Don't say it out loud. But yeah, yeah, God allows all kinds of opportunity to let everything be tested. He said to Peter, hey, by the way, Peter, this, would this have stressed you out? Peter, Satan has asked um, permission to sift you like wheat. He's going to shake you up, brother. But don't worry, I've prayed so that your faith doesn't fail. Would that have stressed you out? The devil himself asked for permission. Hey, can I, uh, can I just mess with him for a while? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess him I'm going to sift, I'm going to shake him up. And Jesus said, basically, in saying that, he said, I gave him permission, but I gave him permission, but I pray that your faith doesn't fail. Trouble comes in life. Welcome to planet Earth, Dad has always said. Welcome to life. Welcome to the believer's life. But you know what? God always delivers us from problems. Say, man, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of all of them. You, you go through stuff. Keep believing God and keep believing the best in others. That's number one today. Love believes. Somebody say, love believes. Not too loud or they'll think there's a bunch of people in here. I'm just kidding. Totally kidding. Number two. I can't help it, man. This just comes out. I, I, that, that wasn't in my notes, was it? No, it wasn't. What's love got to do with it? Well, here's what it's got to do with it. Love hopes. You ever seen something that is so beautiful about kids? And kids are hopeful. There are kids out there, really, believe it or not, 
You say, man, they're not. No, really, kids have had a lot of time on their hands too. They're thinking about Christmas. I know it. I promise. I don't have to be a prophet. There's kids out there somewhere, then they're in lockdown somewhere, and they're thinking about, yeah, but when Christmas comes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get some amazing stuff. I'm going to... And, and people, you, you got to be hopeful. You got to be hopeful. There was a guy who walked up to another guy. I heard this yesterday. I don't know if this is a true story or not, but I'm just going to repeat it. This, it. It may be a joke. It might have been a parable of, I don't know. He said, oh, he's propagating lies. No, no, you stay with me. No. So a guy walks up to another guy, and there's a guy building something. He said, man, what are you building? Look at the hope in this, even if it's a fool's hope. He said, what are you building? He said, man, I'm building a spaceship. Where are you going to, a spaceship? Where are you going to go in that spaceship? We're going to travel to the sun. You realize the sun is like, I don't, see, I'm not a scientist, but it's probably millions of degrees, right? I don't know. They've calculated it. They haven't put a thermometer in it, so I don't know. He said, we're going to go to the sun. He said, you realize the sun's hot. It's dangerous. You don't want to fly to the sun. And the guy said, don't you worry. We're going to travel at night. <laughs> Either way, get your hopes up. Joyce Meyer has a book called Get Your Hopes Up. Really. Some of you, man, start planning that vacation. Start thinking about it. You'd be led by God about buying tickets right now for real. But, hey, start planning and say, man, when this is over, I'm going to go ahead. Hope keeps people alive. Hope keeps people thriving. Hope keeps my hair growing. I wish I had a superpower and I could just look in the mirror and go, this week, razor bald all week, done. I'm not even going to razor you. Next week, I'm going to go, you're going to look like the transporter. So you're going to grow out, you know, like it usually does. And I wish, but I'm telling you, hope keeps people going. You give hope, you believe hope, you keep your hopes up. That's a large part of you being in love with God is, man, hope for the future, hope for God's plan in your life, hope for good in others' lives. Man, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. I just spit, but it couldn't reach Johnny because he was over six feet away. I saw it. It was real short. But see, that's just so you know. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. This is not the end. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not the end. We, let, let me just, let me just, I'm going to invite you into my world right now, and I'm going to get into your world. We've got kids we've got to lead. We've got laws we've got to look at and study and interpret for the good of people around us. There's more games to play. And y'all are going to do great again next year. You got, there's more stuff to do. Some of you like playing chess. Sammy, me and you, before you go to college, we've got to play chess again. Some of you say, man, I don't know. No, you got, there's more work to do. It's not done yet. There's more work to be done. This ain't it. This, it's not the end. It's, hey, Jesus said, you know what Jesus said? Dad told me that this week, and it floored me. I, I'm a very, as you can tell, I'm a very emotive person, and this is without caffeine this morning. This is all sugary carbs. But listen, Dad told me this week, and it blew me away. 
I should have just laid on the floor of my office, but it blew me away. I said, wow. Jesus said it is necessary that these things come. What a word. Necessary. He's got he's to allow people's faith to be tested. Things have to be shaken up. It can't be the same forever. Say, no, this is how we do it. I do this. I do that. It's just the same forever. No, all of a sudden, the monotony's been broken. Some people are like, but it's monotonous at home. Yeah, but it's different from the last six months. Uh-huh. It's different now. People are having to be creative again. We were creative when we were kids. We'd say, man, we're bored. Dad say, oh, I, oh, you're bored, huh? I, I have a list that's been waiting for you. We've got all kinds of stuff to do. That's why I don't come to me and say you're bored. Y'all already know. I'm not really. Let's reshingle the church roof right now. You know, let's, with five people or less, whatever. But you've got all kinds of stuff to be hopeful about, and it's time to get creative with your time. There are believers out there, and I don't know where, but I just know this. They're complaining, but I'm like, have you ever read through your whole Bible? No. Some of them haven't. Say, man, I don't have anything to do. Read through the Bible, champ. Say, I don't, I don't have anything to do. Exercise. Do some, do some toe raises. I mean, whatever. That's, it's flexing my calves right now. So I'm preaching a message, and I'm getting a calf workout. So, I mean, come on. There's all kinds of, the yard, there's weeds. The people are like, I've heard people say that they're, they're so bored. I'm like, but the weeds are this high in your yard. You want to be bored? Let's use some of that stimulus money that's come in, and you pay me, and I'll mow it. But I'm not bored. Stay hopeful. Keep your hopes up, because something good is going to happen. Something good is going to happen through this, I promise. It's already happening. All things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. And I see y'all, good stuff's happening to folks. Folks in here, most of the folks in here, if they want to work, they're working, most of them. And there are those that say, man, I'm not right now. Yeah, but all of a sudden, they're hiring everywhere. It's amazing. Say, man, there's no work. Really? Look into that because they're hiring all kinds of stuff. I saw Domino's Pizza. This stuff started. We drove by. It was like six delivery cars. I said, working. And they, at one point, they had a signing bonus there. So anyway, I'm just saying there's stuff out there. Love believes, number one. Love hopes, number two. Number three, love endures. This is all according to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Love does not quit. And I know maybe you've said it, maybe you've heard other people say it, and too many of the, the telenovelas say it, you know, the soap operas. Well, I just, I just don't love Jack anymore. You probably never loved Jack anyway. That sounds funnier when you say, you didn't love Jack. But I, I just don't. Hey, and I understand life happens, but God's love doesn't quit. God's love endures. He's loved you through all kinds of messes, huh? Man, he's loved me through some junk. It's like my parents did. They were always a great example of God's love. Loved me through some junk, man. I was so irritating at one point that I irritated myself. Teenagers do, if teenagers will be real with themselves sometimes, no, hey, y'all know I love teenagers. I was a teenager for a long time, it felt like. <laughs> but, man, I went through some seasons, I was like, man, I am irritating. I'm, it's a wonder they ain't kicked my tail out of here. Love endures. It doesn't quit. It holds on to, look at point two, it holds on to hope. Love endures. It endures. It makes it through. You say, oh, no, I just don't love you anymore. You didn't do what I wanted. You didn't do what I liked. Nope. 
No, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love God. I love the God who made you. I'm going to walk in love. I'm going to practice it. I'm going to do it every day. I'm going to work on my love muscles through this season. I'm bored. Flex your love muscles, man. Love believes, love hopes, love endures. And number four today, love never fails. That could be taken a lot of ways. Well, I, I just know that true, really loving someone works. It gets their attention for God. Truly loving someone touches their heart. Love doesn't fail because it's eternal. And did you know God's law is eternal about giving and receiving? It's an ancient law. You give love, you receive love. You give favor, you receive favor. You give patience, you receive patience. I've seen some people, man, they're so impatient with, with folks around them, but man, if someone's impatient with them, they become a basket case. <laughs> they were so impatient. I'm like, you were impatient with the operator from AT&T on the phone. Don't be impatient with people. You don't know what they're going through. And I know, I've been on the phone with some folks over the years, and I'm like, I'm like, would you please hold? I, I, hold on just a moment. I need to go ahead and get the requested records, and I put it on mute, and I'm like, Baby, they don't even train these people. They don't know anything. Man, they, I, don't, I don't know how we're going to get through this call. Oh, hi, I'm back. I, I, get, I got the requested stuff. Yeah, uh, here it is. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You call people, they can't do anything. They don't know anything. But love is patient. Love is kind. Give people a chance because love never fails. It works. It's eternal. You give and you receive. You sow and you reap. People think, oh, no, that's just with money. That's just, no, if it works for seeds in the ground, you put a, a, a certain type of seed and that, that tree springs forth. If it works for that, it works for everything. Money, everything. What you sow is what you reap. Sow love and kindness. Sow God's love. What's love got to do with it? Everything. God's love never fails. So love believes, love hopes, love endures, and love never, ever, ever Never means never in the Greek and Hebrew and Aramaic and Spanish and English and Albanian. It means never. Love never fails. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes today, if you would, please. It works. It's eternal. Give and receive. Sow and reap. We worship you, Father God. We thank you today, Lord. Is there anybody in this house or on Facebook Live who would say, you know what, Pastor Matt, I just need to get right with God. I just need to get right with God today. And that's been the... That has been the message of the ministry that God has given me since I first began preaching because it's so vital in my life, and that is repentance, to be right with God. So is there anybody in the house or on Facebook Live who says, I need to just get right with God? Would you raise your hand in here, or would you let us know on Facebook Live, or just do it in the privacy of your home on Facebook Live? Nobody has to know. Raise your hand today, and I'm going to pray with you. Anybody at all, God bless you. God bless you for your courage, Mika. Anybody else in this house, let's just pray. Anybody else in this house say, I just need to make sure I'm right with God. Let's pray. I want everybody in this house to say, Heavenly Father, as your child, I ask you to forgive me. I'm a believer, but I sure make mistakes. You said in your word, if I confess my sin and humble myself, that you would forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. So by faith... And according to your word, I am right with you. All sin is forgiven. I believe in Jesus' name. 
Now, everybody who's here and everybody on Facebook Live, anybody who is at the sound of my voice, right now begin to talk to God about your love walk. Go ahead. I'm going to pray for you. Begin to talk to God about your love walk. Tell the Lord, Lord, help me to walk in love. Go ahead. Just talk to him for a minute. Say, Lord, I need to walk in love. I need to walk in love. I've struggled in this area. And once again, if you're reminded of something while you're praying, just quickly confess it to the Lord. He knows, but there's the power of confession according to his word. You tell him, oh, I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry. I was impatient about that. I was rude. I was mean about that. I was struggling. And Lord, here's what happened. Oh, man, I had a hard time. You may need to apologize to someone, but tell the Lord you're sorry and ask him to work on your love walk. Because according to Scripture, we're called to be rooted and grounded in love. We don't do everything in God's love. I know that. But that's the goal. That's the goal. Scripture says, faith works by love. Did you know that? Scripture says it. I believe it's in Galatians. Let me, let me glance at this real quick because I wrote a few notes on it. And this is for everybody in this house. Stay in that same spirit of worship. And those on Facebook Live, faith works through love, so it expresses itself through love. It's activated through love. So you've got to walk in love to be able to walk in faith. Father, I speak love over this house and over those listening today. The love of God in Jesus' name. I speak the love of God that it would be so, Father. Baptize us in your love. Give us a chance today to walk in your love. Even right now with people at church, people in our community, people on Facebook. Let's just put something nice out there. Let's put something full of love. Things that are good and lovely and pure. And if they have any virtue, Scripture says in Philippians, good things. Let's think about those things. And as we think about them, we're going to do what's on our mind, and that's to love people. You've been called to love others. What's love got to do with it? Everything. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. I thank you for the service, Lord. I thank you for the opportunity to speak your word. I thank you for the opportunity to walk in love with you and with your people. We glorify you today, God. We thank you today, Lord God. The blood of Jesus covers everyone in this house, their homes, their relatives, them personally, their property, their kiddos, their pets, their vehicles, their homes and apartments, Everything that pertains to them, their bank accounts, I plead the blood of Jesus over everybody in this house and everybody listening to the sound of my voice here today. We thank you, Father. Thank you for the new love walk, the new experience, a renewed and restored and revamped love walk with you. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.